Welcome to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. We don't shy away and keep secrets here. We empower you with education, telling you the truth about all things aesthetic medicine while encouraging you to be the best version of yourself. It's time to look great and feel good doing it. This is your host, mom, speaker, and board-certified physician, Dr. Judith Forger. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 24 of the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. Today, we have a wonderful episode for you about laser tattoo removal or tattoo removal because laser is the best way to do this. Our special guest today is Dr. Brian Hughes of Hughes Laser Aesthetic in Georgia. Dr. Hughes is nationally known as probably the physician that has done most laser tattoo removal. And he is nationally known as an expert in lasers and especially laser tattoo removal. Dr. Hughes specializes in Aesthetics specializes in all kinds of different laser treatments in order to improve the quality and appearance of his patient's skin. He also does some weight loss and some concierge medicine. So enjoy my conversation with Dr. Brian Hughes. As I said in the intro, I'm so excited to to have Dr. Brian Utes with us today. He is, like I said, probably the single doctor that has done the most tattoo removals in this country. And like I promised you experts, we bring you the actual experts. So who better to give us the entire scoop and lowdown on laser tattoo removal than Dr. Hughes? And welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me to be uh, on the podcast. Um, it's a great opportunity for me. Uh, um, I've been doing laser tattoo removal um, as my primary aesthetic procedure now uh, for about six years. Uh, and we do a lot of them on a regular basis. It really is my number one aesthetic procedure that I do as well as some other laser related procedures. Yeah. And of course, it is not the only thing that you do, um, but it is a lot of what you do. And I think you've really established yourself as an expert in the field, just with the breadth and depth, too, of your knowledge on that subject. So, um, you know, because a lot of people, especially I'm in a military town, I feel like everybody gets that tattoo. And honestly, I'm guilty of having gotten that tattoo at 18. Like, right, as one does, you're 18, you're allowed to do it. And boom, here comes the tattoo. And then, you know, suddenly you're 20 something years later, or maybe even not that long. And you're like, hmm, maybe I did not want to get that specific tattoo. So this is where you come in. So let's quickly talk about tattoos. Is it all the tattoos that you can remove or are there only specific ones that we can remove? Um, well, just actually there, you know, when we think about tattoos, it's all about color. And as you know, going back to school, it's all RGB, red, green, blue. And so you have to use an opposite color laser. Simply, if I were to use a ruby red laser on a red tattoo, since that's more in the red spectrum, it would just bounce off. Okay. So we have to have several different lasers in order to be able to effectively remove all colors. You can use the 532 green laser on a green tattoo. It'll bounce off. So we usually start you know, with one laser and then add on others, simply because I've had a lot of tattoos, quote, change color. And it's not that it's changing color, it's that 
when when the tattoo artist is selecting the ink, that ink usually will have other colors. So I've had tattoos that look perfectly black, and the client will come back subsequently, and now the tattoo is green. And so now you have to change because in order to treat the green, you really want to use the uh, Ruby laser rather than the 1060. So yeah, we can treat all that, all colors. So basically what you're explaining, if I understand it correctly, and I'm going to say it a different way, it's sort of like when I go to Benjamin Williams and select my pink color, like Mm -hmm. that, you know, seafoam green is really made up of a mixture of different like base colors. So what you're telling us is really that the tattoo ink, which makes a lot of sense, is the same. So even though it appears a color, it might have different colors mixed in that all need to get treated with the treatment. Is that kind of how to explain it? Exactly, exactly. And so that's why sometimes like with a purple, which is really red and blue, um, you need the 694 to get rid of the blue part but then you might need the 532 to get rid of the red part. And so that's what we see is that, you know, we perceive the, we perceive the final color that's desired, but the individual pigments are actually present. And so, you know, that's why um, the tattoos will actually change color. And they're not changing color, we're revealing the other colors that are present. Right, because you've destroyed certain pigments and so only other ones are visible. Thank you for explaining that so clearly. Um, So when, let's say I come with my tattoo that I regret, that's my 18-year-old decisions. What, how many sessions does an average tattoo take to remove? Well, first of all, I want to explain is that um, tattoo removal has become a growth industry. Why? Because as tattoos are more prevalent and more acceptable, the percent of people who want to get them removed is the same. So if it's 10% of 100 or 10% of 1,000, it's still the same percent. The next thing is that the most common person getting a tattoo removed is the 35 to 4, is the, sorry, 25 to 34 year old woman who uh, got the tattoos at a younger part of her life, now has kids and realizes, I don't want the kids to see this tattoo. So they're coming in and they want that tattoo. Well, I'm older than that, but what you're basically telling you, my mom friends are your target population, right? You're you're, you're in aesthetic, so of course you look much younger than you are. You're <laughs> successful. Thank you. So, so going back to the question, how many sessions do you think it would take to, or do you normally tell people to expect for a tattoo removal? Okay, so there's this whole thing where people want to have. Uh, an expectation of how many sessions. Mm-hmm. And anybody who sits there and tells you, oh, five sessions, 10 sessions, they're lying. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, we, you know, the factors that contribute to the number of sessions are going to be the type of ink. And that means the particle size. Because tattoo removal is about breaking those particles down into smaller and smaller pieces so that your macrophages can then remove them. So if I don't know how big the particles are to start, I don't know how much it's gonna take to break them down in size. It's also why sometimes after the first or second session, a tattoo can look darker because as you break that particle into smaller pieces, there's more surface area to reflect light and so it can appear darker, but that's okay if that happens. So we have the particle size, we have how much ink and how deep is the ink, Mm -hmm. okay? Those are the kind of the things that contribute. 
Plus, a lot of times people are coming in to get a cover-up of a tattoo removed. Well, that's two tattoos. Mm -hmm. In general, we say 10 to 12 sessions, plus or minus. Mm -hmm. I have people that I thought, oh, this tattoo is going to take 12, 15 sessions, and it was gone in six. I have ones I thought would be gone in six, and we're 20 sessions to remove it. And so it's very difficult to really predict. So I try and stay away from giving people an expectation. I really just assure people that, look, I'm going to treat you aggressively as I can every session. That doesn't mean set the laser to the highest possible power every time. A lot of power just results in more burning, and too much burning can result in scarring. So we try and be very careful. Sometimes rather than a higher power, you need uh, multiple pulses on the ink to be able to get it to be uh, removed. Sometimes it's a higher power setting. I actually will see, even though the laser is going off in less than 5,000 nanoseconds, you can actually see the way the ink is responding to the laser. Mm -hmm. And that will oftentimes dictate to me what approach. Do I do a second pass? Do I sit there and stack the pulses? Uh, do I just crank up the energy settings? So the answer is it depends. Right, right. And and like you said, you know, I sometimes tell this patients for other lasers, there is a limit on the amount of energy I could put in your skin safely. Right. And, you know, it's the same kind of with vessels, um, because we've started treating a lot of vessels, there's only so much energy I can put in. And sometimes that depends on, you know, how aggressive I can be, how your skin responds. And, um, and a lot of the other laser um, sort of episodes that we've done, we've talked about um, sort of skin type based on pigment for Fitzpatrick, and that for most lasers, really the darker your skin is, the more cautious we have to be with the amount of energy we put in. Is that the same in this case with tattoos? Absolutely. Because we have two issues. One is we cause hypopigmentation. And two is I get hyperpigmentation as a result of the inflammation. So, you know, you think, oh, well, that person with the Fitz 5-6 is the problem. I have a patient who's Nigerian and I blaze away and he comes back with no loss of pigment. I've had patients who are skin type one or two and they have lab loss of pigment. So you can't tell. Um, but that's also why I try to be, I try and tell people, I'm not just going to crank up the power. I have to treat you appropriately. Sometimes the loss of pigment, it's not avoidable. Sometimes it just happens. But in either case, if it's hypo or hyperpigmentation, my experience is that over time, that will fade and the pigment will come back. And you know, I tell people usually within six months or so, if it's a lot of hypopigmentation, about six months after, once it's fully healed, put some you know, SPF uh, 30 on, get some sun exposure. And within two years, it typically has even down. Um, in terms of hyperpigmentation, sometimes we can actually treat that by changing up the different frequency of the laser to try and actually treat that hyperpigmentation. But again, that also tends to fade over time, just like with any laser treatment. Yeah, absolutely. So does it hurt and you know the area? Uh, the, a lot of people go, oh, I, I don't want it to hurt. I put numbing cream on, never works. Because okay. the, uh, the penetration of the laser is too deep, is deeper than the, the cream that people are using. And we have the highest possible concentration cream. 
and leave it on for 45 minutes, it still hurts. And it's like, yeah, you know, especially for a small tattoo, it's not worth it. You know, we definitely use a lot of ice packs. Mm -hmm. So like I have here, we use these big blue oh, ice packs wow. and we numb you up and then use the Zimmer chiller. And with the Zimmer chiller and the ice pack, you'll still feel the impact of it, but you know, the heat is gone very quickly. Um, you know, sometimes, especially if you're doing like resurfacing, you know, with the CO2 or with the ultra, you know, you want that inflammatory response. We don't want that. Okay. I don't need the heat to stay there. We want to try and remove the heat as fast as possible. So a lot of times if it's a larger tattoo, I'll keep an ice pack on, work on part of the tattoo and only expose a small section, put the ice pack back on it, use the Zimmer chiller. Um, a lot of times clients like to use the Zimmer chiller themselves. You know, they, I think it helps them to feel like they're in control of something. Plus uh, it gives them something to do. It gives them something to do. We have, uh, you know, we also have a little um, squash ball that people like to squeeze. Uh, that helps a lot of times. Uh, I've thought about getting Pronox. You know, the problem is most of the tattoo sessions are not that expensive. If I add Pronox, it's another $100. It, it's really not worth people's time you know, right. to, to do that. It doesn't take that. So, so um, if people uh, want to get tattoos removed, does every kind of tattoo, I mean, we've talked about the differences, but is there any certain type of tattoos that you say can absolutely not be treated? Uh, the hardest color to remove is white. Oh, okay. Because it reflects all white. Oh, yeah. Right, so we can treat it with some very high power settings. It will fade eventually, but usually the white, if it's been used as a highlight, as the tattoo goes away, it's not as noticeable. I'm always aiming for the five to 10 foot effect, meaning somebody walking by you five, 10 feet away won't realize that that's a tattoo. It will have been faded adequately. Um, and you know, the types of tattoo that are often more difficult to treat actually are prison tattoos because they're done using not ink, but rather carbon. They'll burn paper, mix it with Vaseline, and then do a stick and poke. And so to fracture carbon into a small enough piece to go away is difficult. Um, they turn brown, we have to use different color lasers. So those can be, the, the self-done tattoos sometimes are the more difficult ones. Um, the ones that are usually easiest to get rid of um, are the ones done with a, uh, an Amazon purchased tattoo gun because people, you know, they're tattooing themselves. They're not used to it. They don't put a lot of ink in. Uh, the most difficult ones are the ones that are done by an amateur or a, a new tattoo artist, and they'll put the ink in too deep. It's supposed to be the epidermis dermal uh, junction. So you put the ink deep in. I've had ink where it was into the, the fat under the skin. Oh, wow. And basically that becomes very difficult to get rid of because the ink is in fat cells, it's deep. So even when I break it up, it, it takes a long time for that ink to fade. That's really fascinating. So in terms of patients, is there anybody who is, um, so who are good candidates for this procedure? And is there any things that make people like entirely not candidates? Well, everyone is a candidate. Um, mm -hmm. The thing that makes you not a candidate is pain tolerance. Okay. But most people who have gotten a tattoo will realize that this hurts like getting a tattoo. 
as we go up higher in power settings, um, the pain can get more difficult to tolerate. Um, we do tend to, uh, you know, I started about every three weeks doing a tattoo session. Uh, my criteria is that the skin has healed well. Um, also, the longer you wait, the more fading you'll get, especially after a higher power setting uh, treatment. So really the people who can't get it done are the ones who don't tolerate having it done. I've had, you know, you know, big buff guys who come in and they're big weenies, they don't tolerate it. And then I have little ladies come in and they suck it up and they get it done. So, you know, women tolerate pain much more than us men, despite what we want to say, because uh, if it wasn't for women to be able to tolerate pain, we would have never had children born and we would have gone <laughs> extinct as a species. So women tolerate pain much better than men. So what are the biggest risks to laser tattoo removal? Uh, if it's not done properly, you can get a lot of scarring. And so you wind up with a big scar in place of the tattoo. Uh, I've had a lot of people come in who've been to some of the big corporate removal centers where they have less experienced people doing uh, tattoo removal. And I have to actually work on scar revision before I get to remove the scar and remove the tattoo because, you know, it's about thickness of skin and penetration of the laser. If I can't get through that scar tissue, then I can't get rid of the ink. So scarring is really the number one issue we're concerned about. You know, it's less common for it to get infected. If somebody uh, has a high power setting and they have blistering, which occurs, which is expected in high power settings, it can get infected if you're not careful how you manage it. You know, jumping into, or we have Lake Lanier here. And right. it tends to have a high bacterial count. So if you have a, a blister that ruptured, you go into Lake Lanier, there's a good chance it might get infected. But other than that, it's really just scarring that is the main issue. So obviously you are an expert and we highly recommend people in your greater area to come see you. But let's say somebody is not in the Cummings, Georgia area. What are some of the things they should look for or search for when they're looking for either a provider or should they look for a type of laser that at a practice had? What would you recommend that our listeners look for? Well, there's two principal types of lasers. There's Pico and Q-switch. Uh, I use the Q-switch uh, because, as I say, it's, it's a matter of knowing how to use the lasers you have more than having a different laser that's important. Um, so somebody who has a lot of experience, not somebody who is newly trained, and uh, someone who has experience and understands what they're doing. <clears throat> In the state of Georgia, actually, you have to be evaluated by a physician nurse practitioner or PA under direct supervision of a physician prior to having any laser treatment. So if you're going for tattoo removal in the state of Georgia, you have to make sure you're seen by a medical professional first. Uh, you know, you probably want to do a little research uh, about reviews of people who are happy with the actual tattoo removal that they're having uh, and make sure that when you're going to a facility that the reviews hopefully mention who has done the tattoo removal, that you see that person. Um, because a lot of the, the corporate centers, the problem isn't that they have bad equipment. The problem is that people don't stay. Right. And so they're training new people constantly. And so you'll get somebody in who's only been doing this for two or three months and isn't really good, doesn't have the experience to treat all kinds of tattoos. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And um, uh, what are some of the other questions that I might have not thought of that you commonly get asked by patients? Uh, people ask me as well, do I have to have tattoo removal with a laser? Uh, isn't there some other way to do it? I have seen all kinds of attempted uh, YouTube video therapies. Um, my favorite one was a patient came in who had had bleach tattooed over their tattoo uh, to get rid of it. Uh, it doesn't work like that. And I had to work on scar revision first before doing the tattoo removal. So that's the number one issue that we face um, is people are trying you know, home remedies and the home remedies just don't work. Despite what anybody wants to say, you know, I have yet to see a home remedy that somebody walked in and said, oh, that worked much better than the laser tattoo. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So um, do you also teach other people, other practitioners to um, do um, tattoo removal, seeing that, you know, you are the expert? Actually, uh, I'm glad you asked because uh, I'm in the process of organizing my first um, sort of uh, laser tattoo removal Se uh, training sessions for physicians. I have about 60 physicians who are currently interested. I'm working to try and get a little sponsorship from industry. Me included, by the way, people. So I'll be trained by the best, like I always try to be. Well, what, keep your eye out on AIP. I will make an announcement there when uh, the session's enrollment uh, is available. But right now I'm trying to just lower the cost for doctors. It will only be for doctors um, that I'll be training. Uh, and I'm going to try and keep it to smaller sessions, probably 10 people at a time, because I want everyone to be able to really get in and see what I'm doing. Uh, it'll probably be a, a one or two day session. I haven't decided yet. You know, the, the didactic part of this is pretty straightforward for doctors to appreciate. So I don't think that will take more than two hours. But I want to include, a, you know, a laser safety portion for people who haven't worked with lasers before so they can have that certification. And then several hours of just going over it. And then really, it's hard to kind of make a presentation about it. It's more just me talking about it and bringing in several patients who I'm working on and sort of discussing what the different parameters are that I'm using. And then, you know, of course, it's a question of getting a little hands-on with it. Different laser systems all act a little differently. Every system has its quirks and how to handle it. I am fairly adamant that you really need a true three laser system mm -hmm. uh, because to use uh, the, a lot of systems have die pack handles. They don't have the power, they're expensive because the die pack gets used up. Um, so having a true three laser system is the best way to actually remove a full color range of tattoos. And if you're not gonna have that to understand that you can't remove all the colors adequately. Just cranking up uh, a 1064 laser doesn't replace a 693. So things like that. But yeah, I'm going to be having uh, a training session. Like I said, I'm trying to get some industry sponsorship to sort of reduce the cost. That's awesome. Well, definitely we'll be looking out for that. And I know we have um, a fair number of physicians listening, so I'm sure a lot of them will be interested in as well. So both patients or other practitioners, how can they find you? And we will put everything in the show notes as well, but why don't you tell everybody too, what's the best way to find you? Uh, best way is of course, either on Facebook or just on the internet, hedeslaseraesthetica.com. 
um, and on TikTok also. Um, oh, right. look at that. Yes, I'm going to have to look up the videos of you dancing. <laughs> I think it's Dr. Laser Aesthetica or something. Like that. You can probably just look up Hughes Laser Aesthetica on TikTok and find us. Or do you Hughes. dance or do you just remove tattoos on TikTok? Oh, yeah. The people love watching our, our, we have a couple of great photographs too. Of, uh, I had a, uh, an assistant who did some videos and did some screen grabs and some very dramatic looking photos of the laser fire. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Thank you, Brian, so much for joining me today. And um, we will talk soon. Thank you, guys. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Doctor podcast with Dr. Judith Borger. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. Follow Dr. Borger on Instagram at Dr. Borger and find more online and ways to work with Dr. Borger at www.theaestheticdoctor.com. Until next time, be well.